0: Downs, your source for TCG news and all things Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm your host, Lucas. I'm Ruben. And I'm Joe. And welcome back, everyone.
1: Another week, another one done and dusted. How are we feeling? Oh Pretty drained, actually. It was a really <laughs> big day yesterday. Um, yeah, I feel like we had pretty busy weekends here. So Saturdays yeah. this
0: was a mm. busy one for all of us. Now today, uh, I think Ruben just spent the entire time trying to hunt as a feebas yes I'm, in pokemon. I'm currently tile hunting for
1: feebas in brilliant yeah. diamond uh there's four tiles in the particular lake and I, i'm yet to find
0: one of them so uh joy to me pokemon diamond and pearl came out and has just taken away everyone's lives for a short time yeah it always happens with pokemon games but yeah you ever yes. play pokemon joe
2: uh like back in the day, you know, bit of Pokemon Yellow on the old Game
1: Boy. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. That is then, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I call you old man Joe. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. I'm
2: shot sure <laughs> But no, I, I played a bit of like Sun and Moon when they came out as well. But that
1: cool. was good. I like the 3DS. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to well, the um, Yu-Gi-Oh well, what side were we of things. Doing yesterday? What were we doing yesterday that made us so busy? Well, we were commentating. uh. And yeah, yeah, Joe you was, was hosting.
0: hosting.
2: Yeah, so we had the OTS championship in Palmerston North for Valkyrie Games. Uh, yes. We dropped a few numbers just because of the covid case that popped boo. up in Palmy. Boo. Um yeah, boo, yeah. Uh. So we we had 32 players registered for it. Um, in the end it dropped down to 24. So like it was still like I was still really happy with the turnout and everyone still had a really good day. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, we had a uh, quite a for Palmy. Um it was less diverse than normal. Um, there was actually numerous of a single deck like which hasn't happened before in palmy for a long time i know yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Tournament breakdown was like 21 ofs. i remember yeah yeah so we had four fl- flundery,
2: flunderies, so that was the most represented deck and i think we had a couple like shadow variants and invoked stuff and this and that but uh you know it was a good day um we saw sword soul uh come out top after swiss and that was with Shane Boredom using the ten-year ten-year sword Uh, he he like wiped the floor all day, like just two would everyone pretty much, like most wow. of the way through. Uh, had some I pretty mean, cool spicy text. Good, yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I mean you. it was. We've um,
0: got all the lists with us actually, thanks to yeah. your move TCG. Um, we'll give credit. And we figured we would um <laughs> sorry <You're> so <laughs> shady. That is so no one shady no one knows who I'm talking about. No, uh, not a single person knows who doesn't give credit. <laughs> we have the lists, so we figured starting with Valkyrie Games, which is your homestead, we could have a look at what topped and yeah. talk about how it reflects on what we thought mm. was good. Um there's definitely some surprises among these there lists is. and not entirely because of the South Island um chaos format there was like good decks um we've commentated over yeah
2: yeah no i mean so obviously I think-
1: oh, no,
0: sorry, no, you, to go. you were there you were there yeah Tothal so Azura.
2: obviously we didn't see a large representation of like the higher decks, like sword soul there was only one at the tournament out of the 24 um and there was one i don't know two phantom light decks as well so like they one of them had a pretty bad day i think he had a few bricks and stuff uh the other one was on the bubble um so mm-hmm. yeah no phantom knight still had a pretty good showing uh but yeah sword soul i mean the fact that there's one in the tournament i mean admittedly it was piloted by a good player um it showed the power of the deck that it just like mm. stomped everything all day until it got to the final um i, mean, I watched the San final it's also yeah. like a thousand dollar deck
0: it is it's very, very expensive. expensive. yeah not so, surprised there weren't that many people who jumped out of bed to pick up their 300 hundred dollar barons their yeah. 300 hundred dollar ecclesia playset you know all that
2: yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So, uh, what what I'll go Definitely. through? Is,
0: um,
2: yeah, <laughs> in sixth place we had um, Alistair Parks. who was playing like a Phantom Knight build. It was pretty standard. It, he was running mm-hmm. the uh, I believe the Dragoon package instead of, instead of the uh, DPE. He does yep. have both, but like he 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 went with Dragoon because he was just more comfortable with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, um,
2: and then in fifth place we had Ryan Val with a um, Pendulum Magicians, um, mm. which we actually saw do pretty well in dunedin as well i believe so yeah we
1: saw yeah. top yeah. two indeed. We got to the finals so yeah, yeah we can talk about that one when we hit to, when we
0: hit to the south island yeah. and, I, I, and I run through the list of lists yeah and talk about them as they come up and you can share so, any stories
2: oh for sure yeah so the one the one cool tech i'll say about uh the pendulum one is it was quite an old school one he would summon uh the oh what was the name of that card I'll come back to that one. Moving to the top four. <laughs> so
1: in fourth place, we had... Well, uh, top four. Top, top four. Fourth. Yeah. So had- third, fourth. Um, we had a man um, This is a Wellington player. Um, yep. Very notable. Uh, has had a lot of competitive success throughout uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! history. Yeah, we met G-Man. He was on Dino's team a few... Yeah, he was on Dino's team at the, I believe, the second 3v3. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, he was top eight at the Your Move... Uh. Uh, i think tcg event not the uh, the geek culture championships in 2019 when we went uh, yeah, he, was he was on top T-Dra. eight uh, in thunder dragons um and he's had a relative competitive success um i believe unfortunately did not do too well in the south island championships but did well here okay did well here so top four on uh, invoked mech knights now Uh, I guess this is kind of a tribute to the power of go second.
0: This is something that we've kind of discussed previously. It's funny that we had the question last week about like, what do you think about going second decks? And we're like, oh, they're pretty good. And then, yeah, this is exactly what I envisioned. Joe, what was this? How was this in Swiss? Did people uh, just scoop it up to Lightning Storm? Or was this a grindy deck? How did it turn out? I saw
2: a few of his games. Um, So I saw the one that he was on the bubble where he was playing against uh, Philip with Fluanderies Uh, Mm -hmm. phil didn't open a bird and that was just enough in game two to like just take it out going second um Mm. we've seen mech knight just be super explosive in the past it can just otk out of nowhere um and it punishes your opponent if they brick so like yeah it's a strong deck in this format um I, I was quite happy to see it It had a pretty cool tech with the um rainbow neos in there rather than like a dragoon or a dpe i suppose like it was it was a bit different it was
0: kind of cool i don't think it was a bit spicy by gman but it obviously worked. Yeah. for him neos fusion has the benefit of being like fusion destiny you can yes. do other things before it so yeah. i can see why you wouldn't opt for red eyes fusion in a deck that wants to be specialing other big bunguses to the field. Mm. Uh, interesting he's on two purple nightfall considering i think that's maybe the best mech knight i mean this is barely yeah. mech knights even if you look at it it's True, three two yeah. one he's on no like, gear to yeah. uh i don't think yeah, he's on none of the extra deck like link twos or anything like that so this is a lot more like using I'm just, yeah it's i just like using, want seven copies of Pankertops, right yeah Essentially. Using, the mech,
1: using the mech knights to generate obviously large bodies in tandem with them being link material for yeah. things
0: like Verte. Mm -hmm. i mean he's Um, got everything in here he's got invoked he's got a Shadol package neos fusion there's just a mystic mine because why not yeah
2: (laughs) no i mean i I think it was very much like a i'm gonna go second i'm just gonna break your board and attack the game and and like often he would be finished first out of everyone like you (laughs) know it'll be like the win or lose really fast five ten minutes into the round he was done you know like it was one of those sorts of decks but like Mm. we saw it was effective and it it definitely um can break boards i think it has a relatively good fluanderese matchup as well
0: well, it's um, tough to counter. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. really tough to like just actually build a board when you know your opponent's gonna super poly it away, lightning storm, or just throw down a Shadol Fusion. I mean, all <clears> of those <throat> are incredibly strong uh disruptive things to do. Yeah, you yeah, know it was it
2: was it was a pretty effective deck all day. So I think the yeah. most
0: notable thing here I'm seeing in terms of a
1: list is seeing the use of invoked Elysium. Uh, oh my yes. gosh. <laughs> Well, it's like quite fascinating. It's like a super a poly target for Alistair,
0: I guess. Yeah, no, it's he did.
1: You have to use an invoked monster, invoked monster and a monster
0: special yeah. summon from the extra deck. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, normally uh, it's impossible to use because you can't banish from grave yeah. uh, to summon Elysium. You have to use a monster on the field, otherwise, it yeah. wasn't summoned from the extra deck. Uh, I did so see, really see him. I saw him go into it once, and and
2: I, I believe the field at the time was the Rainbow Neos and the Elysium on board, and it was just enough of a game. But like, it was pretty yeah, funny. That's, yeah. That's big. <laughs> yeah so it was cool to see but uh yeah and, and i guess it's kind of nice seeing these little like different texts it's not just your normal like mm-hmm. oh lucky's playing dpe and mcknight you know or oh, yeah, yeah you know so yeah it was good to see but no, we'll totally move on not to... a lot of
1: new in this yeah like no yeah i mean or anything like that we've kind of yeah. seen it yeah this deck though it's got some new cards in it this is quite funky fun and fresh so this Boy. is your top four um so who was the who was piloting this one actually because so is... you would have seen this this Is
2: Jeffy Forrest so he won uh GP Champs, I believe, in 2012 or 2013. So he's like mm-hmm. a known player in Palmerston North. Um, and what, what if, deck was he on? He Just was for the audio listeners oh, for, for the GP, oh, for for yesterday, he was on this, Trap Day, Trip. yeah yeah, Trap Drain, so cool with a Dogmatica engine and Lord of the Sky Prison. So it was pretty effective, to be honest. Like, obviously, it hinged a lot on going first, and that was what mm. his downfall was, I think, in the top four. He just um didn't get the dice roll and
0: the sword soul board got set up and he couldn't break it. So yeah, I'm looking at the list yeah. and it has a lot of going first. A lot uh, of go first. He hasn't opted to main deck a lot of cards that people put in in trap decks, like evenly mm. matched. Uh, isn't maining infinite impermanence, you know, a lot of, mm. again, like things that would help going second and has instead opted uh, for a couple of interesting spicy techs. Yeah. I am noticing a Temple of the Kings <laughs> yes yeah uh did he explain this did this come up um what so, is this card for <laughs>
2: so i'm not sure but like jeff has always like had this thing where he like just grabs random cards that are like kind of cool okay. text and he thinks of these random combos that he can do with them mm-hmm. uh, and i can't explain it to you but like i'm sure he'll be able to but like i think it's around like I don't know. Maybe he used it for dogmatic and punishment. Going
0: like second, I'm not sure. There's but, like 13 traps in this deck. Also, yeah, like for trap tricks, that is that's a low population. Low. Normally, yeah, you're on about 20.
2: So like often, I saw him setting up like um, uh, I saw an abyss dweller on his field quite a lot throughout the day with the uh, mm-hmm. Bellox xz um the lord of the sky prison was pretty clutch most of the day. Uh interestingly I thought his solemn brigade was a bit low, you know, and he one solemn I mean, strike, strike one judgment Yeah. Judge, but it's like yeah. A bit limited. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it was an interesting build and he just makes it work. And I think
0: it's it knocked, not yeah, I can't I can't knock it.
2: Yeah, like whatever it, whatever it was it worked. He's definitely one of those players where he like he may not be playing the most optimal deck, but like he makes it work. and 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 it's Mm -hmm. and it's and it's really cool when like you see like a player like just he he always plays his traps at the perfect time and that's something he's always done he's always played trap decks like he famously won that gp champs in the dragon roller format using the evil swarm so like wow he's always used trap decks and like yeah he he knows how to time traps to like disrupt combos and Interestingly enough, he didn't even know what Sword Soul and flunderies were before he showed up on the day. I mean, so
1: Very much That's... the telling tale of a player who's been out of the game for quite a while, and yep. like this, like these kind of, you know, the breath of you know and events returning can quite often draw
0: a lot of people out of the woodwork. Hundred percent. There's something to be said for someone who just goes completely off the grain. Mm. Uh, not that it's always like your pet idea is going to be the best deck. Obviously, mm. that can back like backfire, but. Sometimes playing a deck that isn't playing cards other people are playing can help because, you know, people tech their decks really specifically for like, well, everyone's going to be playing, you know, Imperial Order. Everyone's going to be playing Solemn Strike, Dimensional Prison. If you play none of those cards and instead of like, you know, Trap Chicks, Trap Hole Nightmare, people aren't Mm going to expect it. Uh, Cards like Lost Wind especially. uh, Yeah, he said he really liked Lost Wind on the day as well. He said that 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 was the, the card that like kind of performed the best for him throughout the day. Um, completely useless against Floanderese, just hilarious. But yeah, yeah. But uh, like, I, I'm sure it didn't matter.
2: No. Well, I mean,
0: I think he
1: played one Floundaries and he just got
2: lucky because the opponent bracked. <laughs> and right. that, that yeah, so yeah. like yeah,
1: yeah, and this is kind of where Trap Tricks thrive is you know, their innate engine, the advantage generation off Serra, the introduction of things like Vesiculo and uh, Trap Tricks Kularia, like really good a really good link to a r- incredible level four extender um you've got so much utility now out of that support from lightning overdrive um and i mean as we've discussed traps have only gotten better um so and then the introduction of lord of the heavenly prison to protect that from obviously we saw in g-man's list there was a lot of back row hatred there was twins there was lightning storms i'm sure i'm safe to say that that was probably quite common across the day yeah Yep. Yeah. So I feel like this, you know, that's an interesting addition. And um, honestly giving trap tricks, you know, quite a, a bit of a body because something yeah. I've really found is that they struggle to, you know, you see the introduction of like things like Burrow Sword, uh, you know, the Pentastag. They're just not quite like quite equipped to kind of go into yeah, those
0: larger materials. They've generally had to make Utopia the Lightning or Utopia Double to clear big monsters. Now, mm. if I'm not mistaken, Heavenly Prison doesn't have a lot of attack points, but it no. is a, it's a big butt.
1: It's a it's a big it's, defense that can also. I mean, we can see here. There's a boral
0: sword, and yeah, that's extra pretty, material. Yeah, that's pretty useful. Just that one extra yeah. monster can do so much. I mean, it's effective because if your opponent has boarded into storms and harpies, it almost kind of hand loops them, right? Because absolutely, those cards, are so are know, not um, cards that do nothing.
2: Heavenly is three
0: k, three k. By the way. Oh well, take it back. That yep. guy's huge. Yep. <laughs> He's a big Man, boy. That guy's crazy. Yeah, Th- people should really be pe- keeping an eye on Heavenly Prison. Yes. 100%. Uh, this card legitimately does just sometimes say hand loop your opponent for two uh if they just drew back or removal that isn't yeah. cosmic cycle yeah. and deal 3000 damage <laughs> and, i think it's just opting for evenly matched now over mm, things like lightning storm
2: another thing you'll time. see lots of trap players do with it as well is they'll set up their trap board they'll reveal it every turn and they'll only summon it when they're ready for the kill
1: yep.
2: yeah and then they'll go sense. in for the kill yeah and, and 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 it's it's insane that it sets any spell or trap as well yeah. Like, yeah. That, that, <laughs> just like that's that
0: part of greed you know whatever yeah.
2: Yeah, it's so it's so cool. Um, so no, I was happy to see that look, that card yeah. bode. I, I kind of showed Jeffy it before the tournament a few weeks ago, and he was like, "Oh, that's a damn good card. I can definitely."
1: you know, get the best mm. use out of that, and mm. he definitely did. Um, and pay attention to those people, because when, when veteran players and successful players say, that's a good card, yeah. there's a lot of merit behind
0: those statements, yeah. because they've seen it. They've <laughs> seen a lot. When the new Nordic support got announced, I think uh, Jeff Jones was like, this is good, and everyone's like, "Oh, Oh, boy. This, this, <laughs> this is good. Guy's yeah. a real, you know, if he's saying it's good, maybe it's actually playable. Yeah. yeah. All, right, All right. So moving on to... Uh, we'll go to second place. So second, second place, place was Shane on Shane, that 10-year sword soul. So he was first. Finally- Pretty, pretty
2: good pretty standard overall i i thought like the yeah. main the main board anyway like um he definitely cards.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah seeing point. the shomkel two ofs uh <laughs> a yeah. lot of two ofs two tactics two desires two droplets two chalice two blackout two
0: veiler. a lot of but these are interest- standard ratios
2: yeah interestingly though aren't. triple imperm so like he obviously saw yeah. that as the main card to do uh, like, yeah. but no, I mean, it worked for him throughout the day. I've seen a lot of 10-year sword soul builds online over in the States with bigger tournaments. They're starting to opt for more of the triple of all the 10-years. Um, I,
1: I don't know if yeah. you guys have seen that as well. And, like, the hand personally, traps have been
2: dropped a little bit.
1: Yeah, personally, my build is 3 tire, and I don't run any interaction, like, go for, like, hand trap-wise. Mm. Um, I just think that the deck has a lot of strength and obviously this is quite evident, the deck has a lot of strength in a going second. Um, yeah, the shooter 100%. is an incredible out. You board that you main things like droplets and triple tactics. Like there's so much that you can use as hatred that it's almost, you know, like it, it can be a bit like a toss up whether or not
0: like the, mm-hmm. like hand traps are as effective as they would be. I think you have to go all in one way or the other. This deck is yeah. definitely all in on just going second. I mean, you see the maxed out, um, well, not maxed out, but you're seeing Forbidden Droplets, Forbidden Chalice, Imperm, Tactics, mm. and then Vashuda all exemplify going second, and then you've got Valor Imperm for going first. Yeah. I'd almost argue that the Valor Imperm are the weakest. I would agree. Uh, yeah. Inclusions here, just because cards like Droplets do so much more.
1: Yeah, I but like I can that. see the like because of the existence of Fluwanda, they are kind of really the only things that hit it in
0: more I ways guess, than yeah. Ash. Mm-hmm. Fluwanda is not hurt by a, a Dark Ruler, for example. No.
2: And I think we have seen as well, Ash Blossom is probably the weakest hand trap in the format right now, out of the main
0: core. Like I suppose four. Yeah, hand there's traps, too much chain blocking you know? going on. There's so Ash many. Ash Blossom is one blocks, of those cards yeah. you have to chain directly to an effect. Yeah. Whereas it's a win you can. Yeah, or it's a win. It's a triggered fixed. effect in response to the last thing to happen in a chain link. So, yeah. if your opponent's able to put something at chain link one, it's useless if you want to hit that. Uh, mm. Fluanda can chain that way. Sword Soul obviously can chain that way. And that's, yeah. I guess, where Impem and Vela, you know, being an open chain anytime hand trap is relevant. Mm. Yeah. Uh, anything else interesting um, about this list? The main so IO is pretty hateful. Yeah,
2: the extra deck, uh, there was a uh, white whale um that was or a whale yeah, yeah that, that was about the only like kind of different tech i suppose like he is choosing the two backs here which we're seeing a bit more with yep. the 10 year package now i think i think that's kind of standard i've seen a few people drop ruddy rose but like it is like good in certain matchups a lot of people don't summon it though because other cards are just better to summon
1: i mean um, like to be honest that the, the sword soul extra deck is very fluid like it's probably yeah. about like Seven cards that are just like mainstays, and the other eight
0: are very flexible. Like, because yeah, I can see they're not on Yazi, uh, yeah, which no is Yazi sometimes packed. They're not on anything like Scarlet Red Dragon Archfiend. They're not on. Oh, they are on Draco Berserker. You do have the Draco Berserker. It's a fairly standard extra deck. I it's, think you just have like three or four standard, tech yeah. slots yeah. that can be whatever. Like you're never yeah. summoning it's them. It's very, but. Di- it's very versatile.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, I'll say and one other on thing, on
2: the thing third, would was, be. Oh. Um, he said the top performing card of the day for him was Chalice and also the Protoss. Chalice the is crazy deck. right now.
1: Protoss is incredibly yeah. hateful. Um, yeah, I'm even seeing It is basically that. FDK's PK. Yep. yep. I'm seeing that a Which lot else? more in people's main decks as well now. It's almost kind of valid. I mean, mm. it's a bit more like meta gamey. Like, if you know what you're going to go against, yeah. then Protoss is stronger. I feel like yeah. New Zealand meta is almost just a touch too diverse to main deck. Yeah, it, if but- you go up against
0: yeah. back row decks or flew under, it's completely useless. But- yeah. Yep. Even Eldritch needs to summon Eldritch, so you know mm. there's an there's an argument that it matters. Um, yeah. it also, it
1: only stops special summons
0: as well. So just well, that's, that's why I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm saying it is good yeah. against Fluwanda because it isn't good against Fluwanda because it's only special summons. Mm. And then in first place, speaking of the devil, is. Yeah, shocking. Actually, I did not expect this. Um, I
1: did. I, I mean, I expected this to do quite well. I think it. You know, this main deck lineup is very powerful. Um, mm. and I think yeah this is a really strong deck Uh, what were your impressions of the deck as it performed i mean the one difference it
2: was that i saw anyway there was two decks that were choosing the prosperity over the um extravagance and the other two decks were running extravagance Mm -hmm. Um, we saw one uh, obviously win the event the other one was in eighth place one was in tenth and the other one kind of didn't do too well on on the day it was a bit mm-hmm. low and down but like um in this build i think this was the one that was main in uh cross out like i don't think the yep. other ones were yes. which was quite interesting um i think it helped him throughout the day because like there was other floor wonderies in the room so like it's insanely good having that in your main deck for the mirror match
1: that's true um, absolutely
2: and also i did like his choice of like you know i like the one of trap the hand traps is like an interesting thing to do because like it is it is a slight risk because if you draw it obviously you're um you cross out are more dead, and I'm like seeing often people doing like the lots of two for cross out rather than mm. the ones just for that pu- pu- like that reason alone.
0: Um, I mean that, that's what exemplifies to me how difficult it is building around cross out. You can see this yes. deck is forty two cards, and Fluwand, as you said, had issues with bricking, so it's never nice to see having to add more than forty cards in a deck that really needs to draw you know exactly Robina or map. yeah. Combo, interestingly but...
2: as well he did only had the three big boss monsters which we're seeing a little bit more with floor injuries yep. now yeah i think i, I don't think it's to...
0: completely wrong but like i think it three mm. or four is kind of the number yeah. well again with yeah. 42 cards you know you've already made a lot of exemptions adding yep. these one-off hand traps mm. so you don't really have the room to add in say a snowl or a second empen things people are taking in because you've already jammed your deck full of targets for cross out because yep. you want at least three targets for cross out to be um, good. I- I'm interested that he mained three Ash as well. I figured yeah. Ash is fairly weak versus Flawanderies, so I would have figured I you'd think... want to main the three Imperm just to have better chances of uh, not being Impermed on your opener.
2: I mean, I can't speak for him for like his reason and for what it is, but what I would assume is he made a bit of a metagame call cool, because last time he came to Palmy obviously, it was super diverse and super roguey, so like mm. he needed like an just Ash, a, a, an Ash for like... Picks. It definitely does, and it, and it's still a powerful mm. hand wrap. Against those rogue decks. Um, yeah. And I would say that would be the same reason in behind the Double Cosmic Cyclone and the Harpy's Feather duster as well. Um, they're mm, they're, they're just... good cards, but like... Yeah, like he, he probably just put them in as kind of a choice because he knows that Parmy has quite a few back row and rogue decks. So Yeah, yeah. It,
0: it serves an interesting purpose because Cosmic is what I would like to put in versus wonder mm. because it banishes their trap, so it's gone. It can only activate during the main phase, so it's like a standby phase. Oh, I'll just get rid of your very similar to like pk yeah or even tri-brigade you know like baiting out their card can be good so harpies effectively fades their ability to play during your turn yeah uh, if they... you make them do everything yeah. early the most you're gonna have to play through then is an apex avian which is not yeah. a big deal for some decks but d shifter is insane everyone should just be making yeah. this in flounder it, it, it's not I, even close it's my best card in the deck. every
2: single list made yeah. made the d shifter like on
0: on the day Um, it helps you play like sometimes you need to get a card into banished to turn on token this card can do that for you like it actually assists you uh it's insane
2: i I, it is one of those cards where like if you get d shifted turn one and you're playing like a deck that just cannot deal with losing your
0: graveyard like you you just lose the game like yeah i can't play you literally can't activate their effects under dimension shifter yeah that's just so much pk just turns off sword soul like you can gold. play a little bit but you lose
2: your follow-up play you don't have a graveyard for your um uh, effect so like and hmm.
0: you can because they can't use Moye, you can ash the xixiao which is yeah. a hilarious interaction with this specific two uh, kind of line traps. yeah yeah all right so that was yeah. your event um it went well you think
2: Oh yeah, and I have to commend everyone as well um, for following the COVID protocols that we had in place. Like mm. we had some pretty strict rules, and uh, like I have to just say, well done to everyone who came along uh, for following them. Uh, we had yeah, everyone we'll doing the right that. thing, and it was
1: great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are the first of many events
0: to come. Fingers crossed. Oh yeah, so we're this like is oh, a, this is a crossed. great example. We're like two weeks away in Auckland yeah. from no, no one do anything. You know, no one messed this up because I really need to play a local so bad. Mm. Um, All right. So we'll move on. We'll briefly talk about Bay Dragon. Neither of us commentated or were there. So we're just kind of feeding Mm. off secondhand information. But we have Dino here, friend of the pod, on Despia, which I'm sure you'll want to talk about. We had Mm. Ross on Phantom Knight actually topping here, unlike um, in your event. Then we had uh, first place Aaron on Tenyi Sword Soul, so. and then second was Striker, which they they didn't put their list up here. So
1: yeah, I mean no diversity, so that's fine. I'm yep. not
0: exactly Striker will be striker. striker if they're playing yeah. DPE, We've all seen it. Yeah. Um. Yep. Despia, this is a wild build, and this is nothing like what he was uh, testing when we played a week ago.
1: And I this think is really that's cool.
0: because you have to like, you
1: have to diversify yourself yeah. because we've discussed this in person, maybe potentially on here as well. This deck very yeah. much struggles against Fluanda. Yeah, this, we, is,
0: this is one of the hardest matchups for Despia. We, we tested Fluanda versus his previous Despia build. Uh, it went like 0 and 10. It was like not possible for his deck because of the way Despia requires your opponent to control an extra deck monster for a lot of their <clears> beneficial effects. Um, it just struggled. You know, like you can't bring back your masquerade dragons you can't uh, utilize Dramaturge in the way that you would like. Uh, I guess you can summon your own monsters to trigger Dramaturge but even then um, you're just losing out on what should be your opponent giving you value. Mm -hmm. But you can see here this deck was playing Diviner as it's normal aside um, Alibur. Alibur, It had an Eva and a trius Herakia, which I think we're going to start seeing a bit more as a kind of discrete uh, normal summon engine because it effectively gives you a free search for Orange Light and a follow up Diviner (laughs) And a light on field. Seems good.
1: Mm. Also, this is really interesting. Can search
0: tragedy, because it's a level two light fairy. Is that it's correct? A dark, fairy. Oh, dark fairy. Yeah, I can't dark search fairy. it. But it can search orange light and another diviner, which is pretty strong. Yeah, um, I mean, that's yeah. exactly what Drytron do. So. Also in here, seeing two protecting spirit lower geth, which is interesting. Fairy yeah. effects. It's, we see the main a, deck
1: in no. the We see the main deck impermanence i feel like those are pretty good main
0: decks joe what do you think about because this list i mean this deck has evolved a lot yeah oh uh, yeah and no one really knows how to play it yet
2: (laughs) it's it's definitely one of those decks where no one yet has found the perfect build like there's no cookie cutter build for it like we we see these like teddy decks and phantom knight decks and all that And no, no offense to the players but like they are very linear they are like that is the deck you play they're solved you can waver off of it a little bit and like do a couple of cards they are solved yeah Despia is just not like this is a really like cool deck by Dino. I think it's super creative. Like, I haven't seen the Diviner package with Eva and the Red uh, Orange Lights before. I didn't even think of it myself. Like, mm. being a fairy, like I was just like, oh, that's a Dry Tron card. I-, I can't use that. Like, I just wrote it mm. off. Like, and I've been trying to make it work with Shadows for a while. I feel like the Shadols are just too weak this format against Fluanderese yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so this I is think a
0: Diviner when the agent support comes out we'll start to stop thinking about it as a drytron card because it yeah. is insane in in that specific deck it's crazy yeah
2: um interesting to see the albazus in there as well like that that that's a pretty cool
0: he's hot on albaz I mean it's a, it's a removal spell it's mm. um pretty searchable and recurrable in the deck as well there's a few cards that nicely interact with it he's no longer on when we were testing he was on like the the dogmatica package Mm. I can see he's kind of moved away into just like playing diviner because yeah, uh, I think realistically too many decks aren't so concerned about either um, getting a uh, floundery or a dogmatica punishment. Yeah, and he was maximising, and I mean I was on flounderies, and that that only happened one time. I'll tell you that much because yeah. I was yeah. I main like just a couple of maximus targets because why not? You know the extra deck. Your 15. De- your de- your 15 cards do yeah. not matter unless you're playing um, ghost Reaper and winter cherries, which I think we will see coming up. One of yeah. the lists was on. Mm. You want to just jam your extra deck full of things that might come up, right?
2: Yeah, so one thing I will say about the uh, the dogmatic uh, package in this deck, because it's the one I've been testing, uh, I definitely think it conflicts way too much with Albaz, and that, that's the it problem. Like absolutely, you, yeah. I wish they just put on the Dear Servant, you can fusion summon an Albaz fusion, but, like, obviously yeah. that would just be really broken. But, into- like, but, like, it's Even just that require
0: albas as material. Yeah, something yeah. like
2: that. Because it just feel, feels so disjointed. It feels like an old like twenty twelve card when you play it and search your albas. Because yeah. you're like, okay, cool, I've got my play for next turn ready.
0: You know, and you just need it then and there. Um, I guess so the I'd, idea is that you like set up the albas so that you can summon it during your opponent's turn and and bypass the restriction that way. Yeah, yeah, I think but so. Like, like sure. how? <laughs> yeah, like how? I don't know how but you yeah. do that yet.
2: Maybe yeah, so give
0: us more ways to do that um, when but, the structure deck comes out.
2: No, I think it, I think it's really good though. Like, and yeah. Ecclesia as well was a card that you could possibly take in to like special your Elbas out. But like, Incredible I don't know Ecclesia. if it really f- Yeah. The virtuous one. Yeah. yeah. The
0: virtuous one. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think it does enough at the moment. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Basically, I think Dino yeah. looked yeah. at this deck and just thought it's got a really good game plan. All of its monsters float and masquerade is a bastard to actually deal with. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. just going to put a bunch of good cards in it and and we'll run with that. Dino. You know, I know he loves cards that just have high impact. Um, this is a pretty high impact yeah. deck. So. so cards like Solemn Strike. You know, when is that ever gonna be bad? You know, it, oh, it just yeah. it seems good. Yeah. All right. We had Ross on, on Phantom Knights. No
1: loss. Ross. Yeah. At um, a top four with a forty-five card PK. I mean, there's honestly not much to talk about. There's, there's nothing I'd take this out. Is, this is this is a good. gig. This is exactly how the deck works. Uh, I think the inclusion of Junk Ford is potentially the only newest uh, you know tech that's being seen um obviously ross opting to use dragoon as opposed to the destroyer phoenix enforcer uh but i think that this deck is uh, just like you said kind of solved and it's you know mainly all the things that change in the deck is i think the hand trap lineup when i versed him it was a bit more like ash bell we see here it's droll nibiru
0: um which is uh very powerful right now seems like the, the hand traps everyone likes is droll nibiru right now
2: yeah, I, I, hmm. I like, and it's not nothing against like Ross or anything. It's just never. Like, it's just that the Phantom Knight thing is solved. It's done. Like he knows the best build. Like a lot of people yeah. have seen the best build. Like we, we just play the best you know. deck. Yeah, you just there's no point. Uh, in the DBA I'd love to give some it.
0: notable shoutouts. One Forbidden Chalice in the side. Just draw it. Really funny. In 45 cards. <laughs> <cuts>. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, called by in the side. Always a good sign. I mean, I don't know. Like I'm not gonna critique him. This deck is like very good at doing the thing and whatever else you play is kind of up to you right like he's off the levy loops no levy loops i mean so a lot we're of people off, actually cut we're that.
1: off utopic draco future here in option for mm. what i assume is the um uh you know it's the peak as the uh fog as the um break sword uh triggers to create your Evil Swarm Nightmare at the very end of your combo. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Um, that's cool. Evil yeah. Swarm Nightmare, so powerful. Uh, so many decks, special summon. Um, obviously, unfortunately, you can't book tokens. Um, but, you It'd know, nice. it's it's really powerful. And I think that that's, you know, probably
0: the most unique thing I've we're, seen go We're forward. in Adventure Token waiting room now. We are in Adventure deck. Token, yeah. All right, so mm. taking the event was Sword Soul. Surprise, uh, or yep. Soul Sword, as Keza likes to call it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Soul Sword. <laughs> <sorry, I guess. laughs>
1: oh that's good so this was uh, aaron dennis uh 42 cards seeing a lot of over 40 don't know how i feel about that it's an yeah, interesting I think you can condense it down into 40 i don't, I don't yeah I really do too
0: yeah however what um, do you cut i mean it would be the tactics but that's tough because that card is pretty clutch
1: yeah so we're seeing obviously a pretty standard sword soul lineup obviously opting for two tyre instead of three um three two two on the ten year monsters of use um, and then obviously the main deck interaction being Chalice, Droplets, and Imperm. I feel like mm. you're right. You tactics. Oh, and tactics, obviously. Um, I feel like you're right, Joe. It's like a... Chalice is Chalice is really coming up.
0: This yeah, kind it of is. Format. I think
2: it it's definitely like just additional card like that you can use. I, I know that like um, it just outs the scythe problem for the deck, uh, which yep. is like something that it mm-hmm. would struggle with normally, and it's not too much of a cost. Like I know Droplets is an insane card, but it does come with a cost. It's just mm. that nice one for one deal with the problem then and there. You can like just activate it on the Baron to like force it out, you know, like it, it has its application, it works, you know. It, it it deals with everything. Um what I what I think we're seeing is it's like kind of replaced because when we first saw the Sword Soul deck come out, we saw a lot of people running Dark Roller no more in the main deck. And mm. what I've seen now is that's gone back into the side and Chalice has kind of replaced that card. Because they, they still want they still want to kill on that turn. And I think yeah. that's what, what what kind of does it.
0: What that says to me is that um, people are really just worried about maybe one or two monsters on the field. And I think mm. that's a reasonable fear with DPE running around, with Baron, Like, often people are just ending on two, maybe three monsters of interest. And yeah. your hand can often deal with maybe one of them natively, maybe two yeah. of them with just, like, ten Yi cards plus some Sword Soul effects. Mm. So I'm not surprised people are on Chalice because if people are just ending on two or three monsters, it does a really good job at dealing with it it also uh beats Winder, which this deck struggles at dealing with yep uh beats token collector obviously it's reactive so Mm. i i think it has a lot of place you know over imperm in my opinion in this deck i mean Imperm's still really good but Mm. it it just feels like a better version of imperm um for a deck like this that can so easily break boards and then just hit for lethal so easily yeah uh, I what? think
1: Extra Deck pretty cut and dry. Yeah, we similar. see the inclusion of Omega. That's probably the most unique here.
0: Yeah, A lot of yeah. people
1: opting to not play Omega.
0: Protos on the side, similar kind of sideboard. I mean, this, yep. is, this deck is already... Could you kind of know, this self. is like <laughs> yeah. 14 out of my 15-sided cards in my yeah. build as well. The fact of the I, matter with this deck is that they printed 12 really good cards for it, and you don't have to play anything else. Yep. Like yeah. They're never yeah. going to print more broken main deck monsters, I imagine. So you can just God kind of, like, take the 12. You'll draw some of them. You'll be able to do the combo. Yeah. Your opponent has to have outs to that combo. That's it. Simple yeah. as that.
2: One thing I have seen with Ten Yi Sword Soul in America with, um like, these bigger, like, sort of 150, 300-player events is um the vessel of the, uh, Ten Yi and the all the Ten Yis are now being maxed out at, like, 3 over there. And I think it's okay. just because the Chao Feng play it before you even normal summon and and mm. and just like to give you you can go into a synchro like before you even normal and that, that's pretty insane like yeah. you can yeah so i think they're leaning a lot more into the
0: 10 years now um there's, but... there's a discussion to be had around 40 card decks specifically and whether or not you should just play every good card in your deck at three and not worry about oh but if i don't have X, y, Z, I lose to X, Y, Z. For example, yeah. here, you know, you look at tactics. Well, it outs Dragoon, you know, it can play through problematic disruption, etc. But, you know, would you lose games if you didn't have tactics that you might have won if you just had an extra of or mm, an yeah. extra vessel to get you there? And of course, Aaron won, so I'm not saying he made an no, incorrect no. decision, but there's always a discussion around like a deck like Virtual World, you just max every Virtual World at three. There's no discussion there. It, they do so much for the deck that uh there's no downside mm, to yeah. maxing out and i think Here, the of course argument, drawing three moye sucks it's terrible you don't want to do it but um i, I know in testing i've liked to see like two
2: 10 year cards in my hand so i guess like if you exactly. like, yeah and i like they're, to they're to never really word. dead like even if you have multiples that, like if you say say you have like two for shooter and like one of the adhara, like you can still make plays like you can still like do your whole mm-hmm. combo Get your uh, zhijiao like search Mo Yi if that's what you really want to do. Normal the Mo Yi, you've got the other worm in hand already there. Like so you don't have yep. to do any more searching. It, it, it just gives you like the plays more consistently. So I guess that's why people are more like going towards the heavier Ten Yi package. Mm. Um, I like about it about just having yeah.
0: discard fodder for this deck. Mm. Yeah, long one, you need discard a lot fodder. less bad with Ten years that add themselves back. Yeah, and not to, yeah
2: they get and you get them back exactly okay. like uh, mm. uh, and. Vessel is like a card that, like, sure, it's not like amazing, amazing, but it's definitely needed. And like the fact you can search Protoss in game two and three, like, is is nuts. With um, emergence, yeah. oh, I'd say so emergence, throw, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm, yep. I'm happy. Teny is one of my favorite decks of all time. I always yeah. thought it had high potential because its card quality is really good. Like all of the again, like Virtual World, all the Teny monsters do the same thing: they special for free and then they do something in grave. Mm. and opting to cut all of the other 10 that don't just kind of natively plus you mm-hmm. is most likely the meta call. but there is a deck in our rundown here that didn't do that and i'm very excited to talk about it because i think it has maybe some more indication as to what sword soul might grow into mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. in maybe a future format yeah all right moving on to the thing that we commentated yeah, in so Dunedin.
1: We were here, thank you well, to DICE. We were we were here in spirit. In spirit, we, um, we can't leave Auckland. Can't obviously. leave Auckland. Uh, so we were given the opportunity to commentate over the Dice Jar Games OTS Championship. I think this was a 13-player uh, event, yeah. um, which is, I think, a really good showing from Dunedin, but, uh, just being able to
0: attend and do things. I should say, even at 13 players, this was probably like the most competitive Dunedin event we've commentated. we we Absolutely. Never, we've we've never, never missed a match um, of high level performing decks like really really strong decks so
1: mm. it was cool so it was super interesting to see so uh, we've got here first of all we have uh top four was mike Arnego. uh this is team hoon uh and he was piloting Magicy. now as we know uh Magiki received a lot of good support uh in burst of destiny essentially kind of the second half of the deck i would say um, and this is a deck that i think we discussed on stream um so if you wanted to see that you can head to i believe uh, dice jar games youtube channel yep um this is kind of the deck that uses on the best um i'd say so yeah and what this deck has now because of burst of destiny is the uh greater magic keys maf uh which is the effect monster um that can be revealed to give you an additional normal summon and on normal, it can add uh, can special summon a magic key monster from grave. A normal monster. A normal monster, Any but a normal monster. Yeah, actually. but it just can't be used as materials for anything except for magic key things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the introduction of their new synchro monster, which searches the Omni Negate uh, counter trap, partnered with the synchro monster, having the de- ability to just destroy monsters with the same attribute as your ones in grave. Um, gives this deck really good resilience uh, even after an Iberu because obviously their first yep. line of play here is utilizing Auroradon and the combos that this deck can enable. Obviously, things like Beto Buster being a uh, tuner ritual monster that gives you your Halka Fibrax place quite often before you even have to commit a lot of material to
0: the board. Yeah, this mm. deck really reminded me of uh, Prime Infernoble mm. mainly because Infernoble was like the best Auroradon deck of its format. Because it could it could commit a borrowed Savage Dragon before, uh, you know, committing to its actual line, and therefore, if your opponent had a Nibiru, they're like, well, I've got to use it now because otherwise, you have a borrowed Savage yep. Dragon, and then you were just free to combo off. This hmm. deck doesn't have that, but it has a couple of things going for it. First of all, got to shout out the field spell. Um, got to be one of my favorite genders, uh, the the field spell that searches the normal summon, but. The field spell can tuck back a card to add magic-y math tail, which is a great effect. But it also means if you draw cult wing, you can put it back, which automatically makes this deck better than mm. Infernoble, in my opinion, because mm. that deck just hard loses to drawing cult The second reason I think this deck is really good is exactly what Ruben said. The maftail ability to reborn from grave can be done with your regular normal summon uh, or the additional normal summon to at least end on a spell trap negate counter trap with a monster that destroys cards when your opponent special summons them. And that's, like, really strong. Absolutely. Uh, so we didn't see Mike necessarily pivot to that line. When we watched him play, he just hit the combo, um, you know, the ground it did running. did very well. I think the end board was, like, you know, he, he cycled through two Herald of the Arc Lights to do a bunch of searching and then ended on, you know, Borreload Savage Dragon and Abyss Dweller or, or the, the Magic he ranked four. Plus transfer mine with the yeah. counter traps set Plus the magicy guy with the counter trap. So like five interrupts effectively. It was good. I mean, it was cool to watch. I mean, shout out to forty cards. I'm just going to say that now. This is yeah. a clean list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. about a dick that doesn't want to see his garnets but plays yeah. forty cards. Hello, loving that driver is a combo piece. Uh, always love to see that. One, yeah. one thing uh, and- that. Yeah. I'll, I will make a comment on, like, because you guys
2: have obviously talked about how it may be, like, a bit weak to Nibiru is, like, he is main in the cross out Designator and I, I do wonder if he could have maybe made one of the Nibiru just to, like, get around that just in case,
1: but I, I suppose, maybe like...
0: he's just playing into the meta like, not... Yeah, game a bit often. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, and I also, just speaking on uh, speaking with Greg and reading the comments while we were commentating, uh, his his only loss was to Fluanda. Yep.
2: Mm.
0: Um robotic knight twice. in the main as well pretty cool yeah uh so magic you need different attributes in grave yes that's to right. yeah. use their effects so you just you can play a slew of just random normal monsters to, to get I off think to the level races. four normal is really all you need to concern yep. yourself with so but that's they're getting it. fire means no ash which is pretty cool yeah
1: Mm. So moving on, we have uh, the other top four player. This is a pure tenue list. Um, this is, this is cool. well, pure quote
0: unquote. Okay. with The six sword soul cards. In more there. more tenue. We're gonna call this budget sword soul, budget I guess. Because there's yeah. no uh, there's no moyes, there's no incredible Ecclesias, and there's no baron. But this deck looked clean and honestly all day. Do you need them? That's the thing. Like
1: this yeah. deck has such an incredible in like in archetype engine that as we were talking about on stream. Sword Soul just added to like there yep. was no there's no confliction there's no like interruption it as we've seen with the swords or version giving yourself normal or non-effect monsters is exactly what you want yep so didn't, why didn't not you never
0: had a normal summon no and what tire and Longwan do is they they added an, a normal summon which gives you an incredible payoff and i mean chen ying was insane all day as well um seeing a lot less play in sword soul just because baron negates nibiru yada yada mm. um has its utility but my god chen ying just put in work that card is a house
1: yes mm.
0: yep
2: uh, no i i actually think overall as a card it is low-key better than baron like if you yeah, have the for sure. rest of your boards established to like make it work um but like the fact that in the pure version of Tenyi, like you're gonna be banishing from your grave all the freaking time. So like that that all card's live all the time.
0: Yep. All the time.
2: And that, that, that's the only, so cool.
0: The only match we saw this deck drop was in top four, and mm. it was against um, a pen- second place list, Pendulum we'll Magicians. To, yeah. And yeah. he had a controlling game state, and uh, he had a Chen Ying, a Protoss that just kept calling Dark, which was funny. Um, and then a, a monk, so a normal, a, monk, a non-effect yeah. monster, and he just literally had it he had to just draw a ten and he faded two draw steps yeah um meaning that pendulum magician did end up managing to beat him uh wow. and take that one but it was it was obviously like he was in the commanding position uh just based off of how strong you know these these cards were mm. um notable things that came up i mean uh Mare is absolutely insane we saw mm. him play against sky striker and landa sahasrara which effectively ended the game because you can't target effect monsters on the field and what? Skystriker spells <laughs> yeah. need to target effect monsters? Widow uh, Anchor? Counter Trap was crazy all day as well. Uh, he was on Heavenly Dragon Cycle, which is an interesting card. It's tribute a worm, add a worm from deck to hand. And if you attributed a non-effect monster, you can just special it instead. Uh, and then its grave effect lets you banish it to search a 10 ye spell trap. So it can search the Trap or the field spell. You just can't use both effects in the same turn. Mm. Uh, and this was very impressive because this was the bubble match that we saw. Um he
1: his opponent was on the Dolce and he was on uh the tenure play, he was on the play, and his opponent allowed him to normal or special summon, I believe, I believe a Mapuda. Uh and then as his opponent went to activate Dimension Shifter to obviously lock out the grave, you can quick play activate um the heavenly dragon cycle, which then put a worm in yep, grave. For tire. so it meant that his tire, which you can search off of this card, was live for the normal summon to to
0: create a non-effect monster it was really clean like this card That's really cool. yeah i kind of said like should probably be played in some sword soul builds like it literally is just generic worm support um mm. he was on three reborn spell he said it was bad he's like i drew it too much he actually isn't playing that many sword souls so unless you actually control a synchro it doesn't do anything mm. uh it kind of lost him a game i think again that game he he just faded top decks it was because he kept drawing the sword soul sacred summit and not yeah. tenu names so maybe maybe some more tenu names or consistency cards but this was super cool to watch and i think it was probably the clean. most unique yep. stick dip of the format uh this uh, was the deck he lost to and this deck looked awesome all day it only lost i think in the finals they both lost to fluanda twice yeah this deck lost to fluanda big surprise mm-hmm. fluanda taking another tournament Um, But this was awesome. This was, again, like some old school pendulum good stuff. You know, Double Iris, Wisdom Eye, Harmonizing Magician, Penned Call, which we got several rulings wrong on (laughs) during the commentary. We didn't realize it was only Magician Pendulums that were protected. Mm. Yeah, Time Pendulum Graph plus a Rank 4 plus some Negates yeah what can go wrong and i think
2: we've seen jamie meeson like in dunedin he's been playing this deck for like years and years and looked years like, and a, years. like it he, he, like he a... definitely <laughs> knows the plays of the, of the deck he knows how the interactions work um yeah and just shout out for jamie for like carrying on with pendulums during like
1: you know every format i suppose You so, gotta agree yeah it was so amazing to watch i mean i respect the main deck ash and a deck that really is all combo um Mm -hmm. like truly you want to be seeing it but i love the inclusion of uh perform pendulum sorcerer like that because you're i think we even saw it like he hadn't used his normal summon and just used pendulum sorcerer to search the skull joker which is amazing um
0: even popped a double iris on field after using pend call which wasn't protected and i was like oh that's really sick yeah uh because you wouldn't be able to pop it in scale yeah. it was it was
1: amazing this was a deck that looked so incredibly piloted uh yeah. and i think you know the strengths of this are really the time pendulum graph yeah. the suite of extra deck monsters that you can access
0: and obviously the multiple uh you know saline oh. activations interesting he was we commented during the event oh he's gonna go into absolute into vortex and someone said oh maybe he's not on it because of room but he is on it he he was on uh absolute into vortex he just made appaloosa at some point uh when yes. we thought he was going to do something else but far be it for me to question him he he piloted this deck immensely well
2: and i think it's like testament to a player that like knows his cards and knows like yeah. the interactions oh, of yeah. his cards and 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 it's a key thing like obviously the key to you is learning your own deck learning all the interactions inside and out and like that's something that jamie's always done and yep. like you just gotta credit him for it so yeah i think yeah.
0: i think one of my favorite things i saw him do was he went into Ignista Prominence when his opponent had Chen Ying. This was the game that uh, our Chen other Yin. Ten Yi player just kept fading draws. And he opted to shuffle the Chen Ying back into the deck before destroying the rest of the field. And that meant that the Sacred Summit that the Ten Yi player drew was turned off because only Chen Ying was shuffled in. That means he didn't have a Swordsaw sword monster in grave. It was like little things like that really yeah. came up. Um, just yeah. paying attention to what your opponent is doing, mm. I thought yeah. was really impressive. And then,
1: so the winner, um, this was... Uh, you'll probably be aware of this particular player. Unfortunately, we don't know, but uh, we never saw him, unfortunately. Yeah, the finals was, didn't was want to, off uh, the stream. He didn't want to stream,
0: so... And that's totally
1: it. understandable. Um, so this was another uh pilot. Um, I think this is quite unique yep. to the uh, James's list that we saw. looking. Solemn warning. Yep, the use of warning. Mm. Uh, we've actually seen this popping up a bit more because of it stopping uh, Fusion, Fusion Destiny without yeah. paying half your life points. Um, I think is the biggest kind of include for this. We obviously see prosperity here. Um, We do see, I think main deck Ash, we've got the Nibiru's as well. Uh, The impermanences. Um, There's some really interesting Mm. tech here. And I think the most interesting is the three first cards in the side deck, a little ghost reaper and winter cherries. Yeah.
2: there for a while, yeah,
1: it's
0: been I mean, a while. Yeah,
2: it's... Uh, last time I saw it, it was twenty sixteen personally, but I know that I missed the format where it did come back yeah. again. But you like... did
0: miss Goki, where it was yeah. absolutely I mandatory. Think Guru has played it occasionally, just because they again do not need their extra deck at all, and this is very much a deck in that same um, same breadth, right? Like mm. you, you never make a card from the extra deck, so Ghost Reaper effectively loses its cost of having to like run bad cards in your extra deck. Yes.
2: Yeah, I like and... it it's it's good um it's definitely like really good against decks that require like a free of engine card in the extra deck mm. you just remove it completely i remember like its most notable use in history would have been against dante in in bernardus yep. absolutely them and then all i had left was like a t- rank free toolbox and nothing else to go with
0: i can i can comment it's amusing that i think dino and i have been saying you know you'll you'll end up with a baron in your extra deck for a reaper and winter cherries and you'll reveal it and your opponent goes i don't have three hundred dollars to <laughs> have a baron yeah. it will be funny but they aren't playing that they're just playing a lot of like intermediary uh engine cards good extra Kigari, cards, yeah uh, kagari sunlight, sunlight
1: wolf. wolf access code uh shurei crystal got wing. The crystal yeah.
0: wing just a few things that would be annoying zeus there's so much that's unique yeah. in here i, I mean but you I'm can make priest. zeus in in <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah you can make zeus with the lyrilus card which i'm sh- I'm seeing there on multiples of so mm. but this you is know, double, interesting double purpose yeah yeah this is a very good deck i think obviously the side decks dimensional fissure just more hatred big fan of big um, fan of dimensional, fan fissure. Of dimensional fissure. such mm. a big fan of that card especially because it turns mm. off things like droll and effect valor when you're going first mm. uh, just seems really good especially yeah. in this deck huge fan well, so
1: this is our recap of the events. Um, and I guess this will segue quite nicely into our next section, which is kind of where we're going to be seeing, like, what are our thoughts on this kind of meta going forward? This is These were obviously quite diverse tournaments uh, and quite a diverse number of decks made it to the top card. So I guess what are our thoughts on, you know, going forward? What are we thinking is like the most effective you know decks going forward and would you say that a lot of these decks that succeeded were affordable so
2: partly like the f- decks that are affordable would be the flow under e's decks like minus mm. the e prosperity so like you can play it with the extrav yeah like quote it, unquote affordable <laughs> yeah so like that's the only card but like you can definitely play a variant of it at a competitive level without your e prosperities. Yes, it's probably a better card than your extrav because you get to dig for your Rabina and other cards. Like it, it, it's mm-hmm. one of those decks where it's super important to get to that that the, a, any small bird really, apart from maybe Talkmaster. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, and even then, like if you had the field spell with a small bird, you're fine. But like, um, yeah, like Sword Soul obviously, I think is is
0: the top deck of the format. Is it affordable?
1: no no in,
0: uh, the 10 year build looked good I, I wouldn't actually ever say the 10 year build looked subpar
2: no uh-huh. and that's a very very good budget option like i i think yeah. that if you if you don't have the money and you don't want to buy a baron you don't want to like buy the ecclesias Moje's. and moyes yeah. like yeah go for it like that that would be a good deck in new zealand for sure like mm. in, in these smaller events like you'll you'll definitely see some competitive success and it, with it. it
0: also benefits obviously people play baron because of nibiru Uh, You can kind of like bait out your, even if it's your fifth summon, you know, after the Nibiru, you can still maybe land a Shaman of the Tenyi and reborn and have interruption. So the whole point of playing it is that your opponent doesn't just wait till the end of your turn to Nibiru. But the advantage of Tenyi is that they can make the full board. And then if you Nibiru them, it gives them a non effect monster, they're going to like continue to pop off, right? Yeah. Mm. So I can see in a way that the, the pure Tenyi version. Is more resilient to Nibiru, You can leverage a card like Chenying, which I think is better than better than Baron by a long yep. margin. Non-targeting double banish with uh, Thunder Dragon Colossus protection, which, like Tidro, like you benefit from the banishes, is just crazy. Um, is, yeah. we were talking about how like blackout target Chenying is a plus three in card advantage. Effectively, you mm-hmm. pop two cards and banish one from field. You get one out of the grave too. And you don't lose the Chenying because it's protected. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, for sure.
2: So like that, that definitely yeah. is a good budget build. Uh, I think magicky looked pretty budget. That deck yeah, is not expensive. It is. It's not that expensive. Like I mean, you, none of
1: those Halk- pieces are expensive. Yeah, uh,
2: you could argue Halka Fibrex is kind of expensive, but I mean, it's forty bucks. Like you, could, you're 30 yeah, bucks. You know, around reach. that, it's it's not out of your reach as a budget player. Um, yeah. it's also a cool little like combo kind of base deck that you know puts up in the gates um shout out to pendulums as well
0: still they're, they're still showing yep. in new zealand like they that could literally be like a ten dollar deck as well that's the very amount budget too yeah very, amount very of reprints budget. those cards got um, back in the day pevo and, and all that one that i'll let you guys talk about a little bit was the Salaman great build with small world oh yeah, yeah. talk about budget deck Salaman great showed up and really showed out uh i don't think he made top cut but he was close we saw him several times on stream and he was one of the only players we saw that was utilizing Small World today yeah. or on, the, on the event day. So this is obviously Small
1: World's quite confusing. I don't feel like we need to break down the ramifications of it, but uh, if you are a competent player and can understand how cards link to each other using this card, uh,
0: it basically does search for anything mm. you need. It's like unlocking the matrix. Like once Very you, once you that. realize what you can search off of it, the the card looks a lot better. And you yeah. want to tell them about some of the interesting so we reasons did see, he played it? Were?
1: Obviously speaking to
0: him, uh, you know, there was the discussion
1: of getting Gazelle as a really strong one. He said, if you don't open like any other Cybers monster yeah. in hand, you would reveal kind of another one of your attributes. I think he, he, we saw like
0: debug and Iblee were his yeah. options. He was playing nightmare Corruptor Iblee. Yeah as his intermediary card small world in basic terms needs an intermediary card that only shares one thing in common with, both the thing you initially reveal and the thing you want. Yeah. And Iblee is a Cybers level one non-fire with zero attack and zero defense. So it acts as a perfect bridge between Absolutely. every Salad.
1: So he used it to, you know, using a Nightmare Corrupted Iblee to find uh, your Gazelle was a big one. I think you probably could have used it for, honestly, any other Cybers. I think any
0: Salamangrate is searchable.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the most notable one we saw, which was on stream, uh, he used uh, a Small World and revealed a Cyber I think a Salamangrate Spinney uh, revealed an Iblee from Deck and searched Pancreta um, because uh, Pancratops and Ibli both have zero defense
0: and share no other yeah. kind of attributes together. It was really hot. Like, yeah, he didn't end up winning that game, but he, he won it in spirit for just how swag. And he's like, oh, I only worked this out last night. <laughs> People are still realizing what that card can search. And it's spiked recently. Yeah.
1: yeah. So definitely yeah. another burst of destiny secret could be iron. We've discussed Lord of the heavenly prison. Small world is really another some one of those two. Sure. There are some, you know, we know there's some really good cards in this set. Um, but I feel like these are these more intermediary ones that are not exactly being well known and un- and comprehended, but it'll only be a matter of time. Yeah. And yes.
0: speaking of format staples, one thing we wanted to touch on, I think, a few weeks ago was Crossout Designator is under $50 here now.
2: Yeah, uh, it's, it's crazy. Nuts.
0: Which is interesting because it actually saw a lot of success, these events. M- many did. of the decks were playing it.
2: And I'm I'm upset because I bought my set like a couple of weeks ago for eighty dollars each. But we won't go. <laughs> but I paid one yeah, hundred and fifty. Yeah, and shout out to Liam Gill as well. Seven hundred and fifty dollars set. Yeah, let's go, uh, Liam. Yeah, let's go. I know yeah. <laughs> <You>
0: can...
2: <laughs> yeah. So no, it, yeah, we're it's all,
0: we're all caught up in the hype. We can't really, you know, no, you we bought a case anyone, of tens. We right. pulled three, which has yeah. actually turned out to be pretty decent. But yeah, we paid one hundred and fifty a card because. I don't like being in the camp who miss out. And I mean, you can't mm. blame us. Look at Baron. We paid 120 a card for that. Yeah. And now it's three hundred dollars. Yeah, whatever I think it is. I don't know.
2: Cross out, and I think we've spoken about this before. It will thrive in the right format. Oh, yeah. Um and like arguably like people do kind of overlook it a little bit at the moment, still, I, I believe. Because like everyone just like associates that card with hand traps and it can do other things. Like we see forbidden droplet in the format. We see like, you know, cha- yeah. even cards like chalice in the format, you can hit a Dark chalice like you duck ruler. You can hit all these other cards that everyone's using right now. And like, yes. that's massive. Like if, if they don't send a spell off of their droplet, they just open themselves up to being cross out. Like, you know, and then yeah. they just yep. go, what if you send, say two monsters to get rid of the, the board and then you cross out them, they've just literally just put three
1: cards in the graveyard for nothing. You know, it, it, nothing. It, yeah
2: so it it still has its
1: use and we've seen its application in mirror matches like Mm. this is one thing i feel like people are just yet to experience cross out designator in a mirror time walks your opponent because you know exactly what they do you know exactly their strategy you know exactly what they need to resolve yeah and if you just hit the cross out on the right card sure you've banished something from your deck that's fine you've just stopped your opponent's turn yeah It's honestly hurting just because the format's so diverse. It's just so mid-range. That's kind of where we've kind of settled in this format going
0: forward. Well, well also, it's diverse, right? Absolutely. Crossout in the mirror is insane, but you might play Sword Soul, like you said, at one of these events. You're the only one there playing it. Yeah. uh, Because there's so many other choices, and it kind of lends itself well, as you said, to the Fluanda players, because there was a lot of them. It's an affordable deck. Uh, But if you can't make that meta call, you might show up with, a bunch of stuff that is useless against uh, all the things people are playing. I mean, we've seen as well pro players flip-flopping between hand traps are dead, they're terrible, to playing all of a decks a nine, full of ten, hand traps. Yeah. Right? Like Pack did the exact thing, talking crap about hand traps on his stream, and then playing a deck full of hand traps and DPE and Swords also. Yeah. it's hard to tell what's going into an event going to be good to hit. Whereas that's I, so tough. I gave the example like during Goki hand loop format. You mm. would just play three cross out and every hand trap in the format, and play fifty card Goki Extra Link because why not? Like,
2: yeah, and that, it's gonna be a
0: format where no one cared about what they were playing. They just said, if I resolve this combo, I win, and everything to stop that, I'll play.
2: I think we're gonna see as well. Like, this is gonna be very much like a seesaw format with hand traps to board breakers. Like, yeah, because it does do that. Like, if you, everyone plays hand traps, then yep. everyone's like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to use them anymore. I'm gonna use board breakers, and then everyone goes to that. And then they go, oh, wait, a second, hand traps could actually be used now because
0: no one's on them. And then it goes well, back Larry to hand traps again, yeah. It <laughs> so. comes from the fact that if you get Dark Rulered, you're happy you have Ash Valor in hand, right? Yeah, exactly. If you yeah. get Ash Veiled, you're upset you have Dark Ruler and not an Extender. or It's kind of one of those catch-22s where if all anyone doing is, is, is doing is playing Dark Ruler, having a hand trap plays around that, mm. Mm. which makes Dark Ruler worse. And then everyone starts playing hand traps, which makes Dark Ruler better because... You can just dark rule them and uh, it's it's interesting. Uh hard to like get a grasp a grasp on it. Yeah. It's so, uh, so tough.
2: It's a such a cool diverse time for Yu-Gi-Oh! right now though. Like and I think that's something I hope we people have call to it acknowledge. a god format. Yeah, I think this
1: will be one that hopefully we remember <sighs> as fondly. Hopefully. I um, think I wanna god format. I think personally it's good for healthy and approachable and accessible. I think that's where this format to me is thriving. And potentially those are factors of
0: it being called a God format. Well, God format is a TCG thing. Uh, It's an established term. That means when there are more than 10 decks that are like, or or more than like a select number of decks that are meta viable. Okay. They they have been known in the past as like God formats where there are like, we've seen 20 different decks performing at an event Mm. just because it's considered to be a good thing.
2: I think I sent you guys a list earlier in the week as well. And we both all went through it. Like it was, a huge list of just competitively huge. viable decks. And I like,
0: there I'm not sure about that one. I what know that
2: was one that I tacked on at the end <laughs> as like a potentially, you know, you could maybe make some. Yeah, yeah, but what, yeah. what I so say I is a competitively because the
0: list is so long. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Exactly. Like what sort of by, I mean by let's be real.
2: By competitively viable deck though is like what I mean by that is like it doesn't necessarily mean it's tiered, doesn't mean yeah. it's like a top rogue deck or anything, but like something you can like show up to an event and at least take games off people you know like mm-hmm. and there's just so many of those decks out there right now like the list is huge like
1: i would say mm-hmm. upwards of 25 plus decks right now absolutely so i guess all this diversity do we need a big hit do we we have yeah. you know there's been preface of like january nukes do we think that we're going to see a larger hit going forward i don't i don't know i could see a trimming
0: <sighs> i of the hedge
1: what, what
2: i want to see cuz there's one thing that we know that's coming out soon which is the brave
1: token engine um oh, yeah it's been confirmed to be known as adventurer tokens okay, there
2: you go adventurer tokens right so we have a possibility of phantom knight just becoming the best deck by quite a margin um mm, I agree. yeah and that is the deck for me that hopefully if konami like play it right they could give it a bit of a tickle up so like it doesn't just make that deck unbeatable
0: and like mm. balance keeps the format kind of in a balanced yeah. space. We should say, um, for reference, I think it's 40% rep right now in, in the OCG, which uh, Yeah, is up like 40% consistently, it, like for it, the last three, four weeks. And that sounds like minimal, but the next highest pie chunk is like 9%. The deck, the, the format's really diverse, except for this one deck that yeah. is really dominant. Yeah, and as speaking to players in OCG. What they're expecting, obviously,
1: our banglifts are quite different, um, but what they're asking for is a hit to engines because we're seeing a lot of Destroyer Phoenix Enforced in the OCG as well as a lot of uh, Adventurer Tokens in the mm-hmm. OCG. Just, it's everywhere. everywhere. It's basically oh. a Venn diagram of what does your deck play. Yeah. Uh, and I think 20% of decks played both. Yeah. What worries me even more is OCG have Maxi
2: and exactly. it's still showing 40%. You know, like, and and, and we don't have Maxi, and we don't have, like, a lot of counters to, like, multiple special summons apart from Nibiru. But, like,
0: the Bray token engine just deals with Nibiru. So, like, you literally don't have anything. What it is, is that Phantom Knight is currently the best combo deck of the format. Mm. And it has its weaknesses, right? And all this Mm. does is just reduce its weaknesses because Drytron can't play adventure tokens because of their restriction. And all the other combo decks of the format are relatively lower power. Like, I love Virtual World. But Crystal Wing Shenzhen Pass is nowhere near as good as Dragoon, Fogblade, Fogblade, Bardish, uh, Rank 4, Utopic Draco, Future Pass. Like, those are just different kinds of boards. And the advantage that Virtual World has versus Phantom Knights is that it's quite good at going second, and it doesn't lose to a lot of hand traps. So this introduction of adventure token, whatever it ends up being called, you know, overall, is going to be something. So whether or not we need to nuke Phantom Knight... Or just do a kind of trimming of the herd, maybe hit a couple of decks as well that are going to abuse this card. Uh, I, I can't imagine we get three E-Telly, Jesus Christ. I can. But like, if we get three E-Telly, that's just a Phantom Knight buff. So that's that's the the weirdness, right? Yeah, it's a tough one. Because that set does introduce a lot for,
1: obviously, you know, you know, the adventurer tokens really being, like we said in our deck building set, the kind of standout in the future mm. Um, I don't know. I really don't know what that hit. I feel like yeah. prior to Burst of Destiny, I was pretty adamant on what I think needed to be hit. But now it's so tough. I think I could confidently say that nothing Burst of Destiny onwards no, will get no, hit. No, Absolutely no not. Um, And I think that we're more likely to see, like we discussed last week uh, and on the flip side, is um that one of these like one of these 2019 decks will go. It's just a matter of which one. I'm just, I'm unsure. Yeah.
0: They axed Dragon Link and Dinosaurs last list. So there's yeah. a precedent recently for them just kind of trimming the hedge, like I said, and, you know, picking up some of the slack of older decks. Yeah. So looking to, looking to upcoming support, uh, Battles of Chaos and Adventure tokens coming out, um, there's a number of decks that we think might pop up uh, or maybe become more dominant than they currently are. I, first of all, I'd love to petition by the way. Can we call every uh, Adventure Token deck the deck Adventures, like Phantom Knight Adventures, uh, Virtual <laughs> Adventures? It just sounds because there's a, there's a magic deck called Adventures and it's it just sounds nice. You know, it flows off the tongue more than Adventurer Token. Uh, you know, PK Adventures, that sounds cool as hell. Mm. Um, but of course we have PK Adventures, we have Fluanderies and the Journey Preparations, which is just cracked um, from the top of my head, Tribute of Fluander add a Floandarees card from deck to hand, and you gain 500 life points.
1: Floandarees, mm. Monster or Field Spell.
0: Oh, Monster or Field Spell. Apologies. Yeah. Just just the best cards in the deck. Uh, it dodges Imperm Veiler. It, it extends you. It turns every Floandarees into a starter. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, we have the upcoming Alba's deck as well. Mm. Yeah, so we get to see the rest of that in Japan. That is scheduled for release in a couple of weeks. But that boosts Despier, in my opinion, to at least Tier 2, if not Tier 1 status. I mean, the payoff is... Finally, there astronomical there. for that deck. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's definitely something to look forward to. That one, like, and I think yeah, Battle of Chaos. We've seen obviously OCG. A lot of the impact was for Magician Souls because they still have Spiral. Um, <laughs> That's true. From, well, apart from that, it's mostly a lot of speaking with OCG players. It's more a matter of like what deck can use the engine the best. It's not so much a scenario of um. Like, oh, this deck finally became successful because it got the support it was missing in, in Battle of Chaos. It's just so tough. I, I don't know. I really don't know what, um, like, what'll, go, what'll be it going forward, what'll be, you know, active going, f- you know, after Grand Creators, after
2: Battle of Chaos. I think one card that's coming out in Brothers and Legends that we could talk about slightly would be um, the new
0: Altergeist card as Starlight well. Starlight Dragoon? No, just kidding. Oh, the uh, Altergeist uh, Query. Yeah, Which finally arriving. Like, right two years... Yeah, too late. that card is insane. I don't know if it'll boost all to tier one, but it definitely helps. No, yeah, it helps them. Though. It, it brings them up probably because I think we had them mm.
2: sitting around tier three on the on the on tier list. Yeah, um, yeah, and it probably wrong, may boost them to yeah. tier two. But like, yeah, I mean, it. it I, I think it's a deck that also can use the Lord of Heavenly Prison as well. So like, it, yes. it's, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, all trap decks are gonna love that card. Yeah, because one of their biggest downsides was when Lightning Storm and Harpy's Feather Duster came into the format they just inherently got worse yeah it was like they lost yeah. a reboot but there's three but there's yeah. lightning storm now and even reboot like you get to set a trap you don't lose the card so if they yeah. don't tk you you get to blow them out the following turn yeah mm-hmm. yeah so brothers, brothers has some interesting cards um for lyrilisk and i guess technically Brigade by extension as well so those could also just be continually good yeah lyrilisk getting a dark ruler no more that's searchable and uh Next. effectively a pot of greed it's pretty good yeah so
1: I, I think yeah
0: yeah it won't
2: change all that much going forward but like I, I i definitely think when we get closer to the time of january we'll be able to do our painful choice podcast and oh yeah you're i'm really looking forward to this one because like it, it, to it's me the, too that's it's, soon. it's, it's, like it's kind of our first boundless after covid starting on. to like not die, i'm not saying die off but like uh,
0: after physical events mm. have started to come back this is our first yeah, actually, like big ban list the ban list is going to uh, come out like right before YCS or right after YCS yeah. so they might before aim, before they might aim to do a lot to make that YCS like you know they don't want to just see it dominated by invoked for example or yeah some kind of generic phantom knight deck that we've, we've all seen they want you to get excited about mm. yeah. new products so quickly call for the best deck next format uh, given the current ban list you know what do you see does the Foul uh, spell card push it above Phantom Knights here, or do you think mm. they're going to be?
2: I think no. Sword Soul's think, still the best I think, deck. I think it'll be very much like a trio of decks, uh, with yeah. Phantom Knight edging it out over the other two. Mm. Um, yeah. So like it'll be a Under ease, Sword Soul, and Phantom Knight kind of format. I, I can uh, see but, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think with like cards like Shifter and stuff, like older decks can like, as you say, like VW have a bit of a struggle against that card um shadow and all those sorts of decks have problems against flow under because they rely on special mm. summoning like there, there's so many decks that like were really good last format but like just can struggle against these like going forward and if they're going to get stronger like it just pushes the other ones back i, I suppose the other deck yeah. we could throw in there as well would be the tribe brigade larillusk as well like, that, that yeah still, that deck's pretty good i feel like that's really pretty good. much like a
1: that's that deck- that's a good kind of like
0: a summary summation of what is going to be relevant going yeah, forward i was gonna say that deck can also make a lot of use out of brave token Yeah, uh, adventurer token because sure they can't use their normal tri brigades but those are really good at turning into a pharaoh jeet which can then just give you effectively the same thing a special summoned yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the literalists just do not care about normal summoning i've never normal summoned in that deck all right mm. so moving on to the flip side if you want to get in touch with us you can contact us at thefacedowns at gmail.com. That is
1: thefacedowns at gmail.com. Leave a comment on uh, this video if you're watching it on YouTube yep. or do feel free to um, email us at thefacedowns at gmail.com for queries, questions,
0: and concerns. Yeah, leave a like, subscribe, and all of that, please, I'm, I'm begging you yes. to subscribe.
1: So you've got a couple of questions you said, Lucas?
0: I do. Okay. Uh, first one comes in from Ross Hitchens. All right, uh, our top four <laughs> PK player. More of a comment than a question but that's fine we take everything uh and it reads hi ross here i really enjoyed episode 37 i appreciate the mention to uh, dino's question i assume because we brought up ross uh however i scrubbed ycs day one ask dino about it funny story uh come on the pod tell it i technically top 32 to 200 person mega regional but i wouldn't call it a success also could you do a cast on preparing for an event buddy we did. <laughs> we have uh, Episode thirty five. <laughs> we did one of those. And you know what? That was like super that was super fun. Uh, a good one. I liked
1: it. Yeah, it was a really nice one and I'm, you know, super thankful for their events. Um oh God, remember YCS? Remember regionals? I can't wait for those yeah. to return. And those will yeah. be returning with them. I, I can't I so. can't
0: wait to scrub out of the YCS, dude. I'm so ready. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, we're well, already
2: really happy seeing physical events coming back again at, yeah. at,
0: around this area because, I mean, there's be,
2: already I've had, like, two of old, my old, like, kind of testing group and, like, playmates, like, mm. come back into the game and they're like, hey, what's the, best? Cards. They're like, hey what's, what's the best deck right now? I want to buy it. Like, you know, yeah, and I'm, like, so hyped.
0: Aaron Dennis, the guy who topped Bay Dragon, was very much in the camp of, like, tell me when regionals are back and I'm I'm back in. Like, money's not an yeah. option, you know, I'll buy whatever deck's good, but, like, just I don't I don't care until we can play regionals again and they're back so cool cool they are back
1: and we i mean we're seeing the huge demand for events in america you know las vegas selling out on pre-registration pasadena selling out on registration you know they're back so get ready i can't wait to scrub out
0: all right next question comes in from marshall all right Uh back again for more punishment i see uh, and it reads, hello again. Got a burning hot question for you. With the North Island Championship right around the corner, who are your picks for who will make top cut? And who will you pick for the winner? Uh, and why is it Ross Hitchens? Seriously, why? <laughs> <laughs> Ross, if you want to get in touch and, and tell us why you are. <laughs> anyway, P.S. That's a quickfire question. Should Zeus get banned at some point? Yes or no? Uh, no. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> 2 versus 1. I, I think it like completely limits the uh, toolbox accessibility of Xyz monsters going forward because they just won't be as good as Zeus. Um yeah. they reprinted down it so they're not banning it. <laughs> I mean not yet. I mean not yet. <laughs> not I yeah, one day but they'll yeah. be like, "Hey, we're printing a new xyz based archetype and we're banning Zeus because it's the new Zoodiac. Is... you know, we don't want we don't yeah. want this deck to just be Zeus turbo again." I could see it. Like how to how they ban um like Tedra Colossus around the time Nemesis Corridor got announced Mm. no but that was ridiculous that's
1: that's absolutely not the correlation in the slightest thunder dragon was like absolutely tier one the ocg still have access
0: to that package today and don't play it they just play they just play colossus they can they can ban cards that aren't seen as a massive problem because of some (laughs) further support coming down the line i mean it happens sometimes so i don't know i could see it i I think think it's going
2: uh, it's just too like toxic for the game like having a four material (laughs) zeus is just horrible
0: like well, let's it's, counter question: What's more toxic, Zeus or mine? Mine, but mine. But like you know, uh, yeah, both <laughs> you go. <laughs> Zeus outs mine, so you know, true. There is that. All right, and picks for who you think is going to top? I mean, this is more of a local question. Um, I mean, most of our listeners are local, but for Americans out there, hello, uh, we live in New Zealand, so you just won't know any of these people.
2: I think <sighs> we'll see Aaron Dennis do well. Probably, I think. Dino he's has good. been playing a lot. Connor has been playing a lot. I'll put you up there as well, Lucas and Ruben. I'm
0: like, judging. I'm judging, the oh, judging? Right. Been some, um, some shenanigans. There have been some yeah, I, I, I
2: mean, and giggery. I think what we'll see is the players that have like dedicated themselves over this remote door period and like COVID period, mm. like to the game will do well. Like and yes. the ones that are playing constantly and know the format, they're the ones that yeah. do well. I think even like James Commit from Wellington, like he's he's he doing well. Good. He played well throughout all the hobby leagues online, through the shuffle ones that we
0: saw over lockdown. Mm-hmm. The real, the real did... question is, will Naibo pick up a deck the night before in top eight? No, he'll play virtual world like he always has. God damn it. Naibo is just renowned for doing that, though. He's got he to might, do though. it. He, yeah, it's probably, always, probably it's always there, right? Like, it's he's, always the chance. some Dragoonity Spice. He's working on it in the back door. You know he's going to bring it out for the day.
2: I think, uh, yeah, like a lot of these players that we are yeah. seeing, like, profiles pop up on our facebook all the time on the on the page like you're going to see these guys doing Some familiar well faces yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's going to be familiar players
0: um yeah i mean I've obviously a few of those myself i must say <laughs> as, yeah, Ar- yeah. as has ruben if if he was in fact no. playing i would put him up there in the realm of good duelists
2: okay. quickly what do you think of this winner of the south island champs should have a duel against the winner of the north island champs
0: i think that's absolutely what should happen yeah that's doable, i would love that yeah, let's do it. We should do it with dual discs <laughs> on top of a mountain. <laughs> oh, make God, it a goodness. higher stakes environment. On the inter-islander, yeah. <laughs> on the inter-islander? <laughs> Hang on.
1: <laughs> okay, no, I'm just, I'm Hang just, on, I'm just Ruben. reliving the that's Battle really, City arc here.
0: That's really good. Hang <laughs> there on.
1: There was a there was an OC on a boat once. Have you,
2: heard it. Of, have you heard about that? The OC that was on no. the boat? Uh, I'll, I'll, I will what, have if, to what in the
0: Battle City? 1v1 the inter-islander G.
2: Now I don't know if this is a hundred percent true. But apparently, the prize card went overboard, and uh, like I, nice. I need to, I need to talk to Kez or someone about it to confirm the story. But Did I remember that...
0: would win this one.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: well, it actually oh, happened. Hey, goodbye <laughs> to your prize money. Any God other questions it. that we got early in there? Ah, uh, that's all the questions we have. Do you have any from your locals, Joe?
2: Uh... I had a few people just, like, asking me, like, general rules. So, oh, one thing I have to say, and I've shouted it out on Facebook already, that Res mirror matches suck the rule. Like, oh please my god,
0: Don't do this, people. It's just like don't normal than... summon against each other, please. <laughs> well, you said it got to turn four after 40 minutes. Yeah. Of game one. Yeah. And it's like... I mean, it makes sense. That's like eight, turn that's turn. Like eight turns of normal Yu-Gi-Oh! Because they both get to play during each other's turn. Yeah, it's just...
2: Ugh. It was, it was P.S.A. Just
0: like, if you're playing Fluanda, dodge the mirror yeah. in standing. Gentleman's yeah. agreement: just draw, just intentional yeah. draw, yeah. and save yourself <laughs> trouble. Just,
2: just roll the dice, you know. Like, oh, yeah. it's just so. I mean, obviously, it's a skillful matchup, but like,
0: oh, yeah. the, the rulings suck. Who's normal summoning now? Like, my effect just yeah. resolved, but you just activated a trigger to normal summon. What does it mean immediately after this effect resolves? Does that go on the chain? Oh my god, yeah, I can't even yeah. imagine.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got called out on stream about rulings, too. So you know what? I'm not perfect. We got today. most of them right. Oh, it, happens. We did. it happens.
0: Don't ever come for me. And, uh, and what, it did is, we, what did we get wrong really badly? It, it was Pain Call and... Uh, it was the Flow spell. That one's a tough one because of, OCG yeah. rulings are, are really ridiculous. We, we thought the Flow spell could tribute unaffected monsters like Monarch Stormforth because it isn't an ignition effect that specifically targets and affects a monster on the field. But apparently it does do that in japan it just doesn't say that on the card for some reason
2: that's one thing i've always done when i've like helped the locals out like if i make a wrong call in a hobby league i'll come back the following week and be like hey look man i'm sorry Mm. i made the wrong call
1: this is actually what
2: it was and this is why and i think that's like something you just kind of have to own up and do like it's just part of helping and judging events i suppose i mean
0: we were on stream helping greg with channelings we we definitely called some chats that were fixed on stream so yeah you know, gotta give uh, us some credit for that. Yeah. And you if you want to check out that stream, again, that's uh Dice Jar Facebook or YouTube channel, I think it's up. I think it's Team Dice Jar is yeah. uh on on YouTube. Yeah. It was a good one. We, we sounded it. good. It didn't sound bad like the last one, so check it out. If you wanna see We're increasing if you wanna see what Mike can do with Magic Key, I actually highly recommend that match. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the f- I think it was the first match we commentated, and it was really cool. Like just seeing what that deck can do. Uh Dugara's detached two Herald of the Archlight's. too funny. Uh, <laughs> It's such yeah. a clean setup that Greg's got as well. On That streaming yeah. setup is so, so nice. Gorgeous. So I think what did Brandon man say?
1: If you want to see Mike do something with a magic key, hit to Stilettos. I don't know. if it was something. <laughs> no, no, that's not what he said. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so thank you very much. Uh, this has been our event recap. Yeah, um, meta defining. OTS championships. And we're going to see some more lists today yeah. as well after all these
0: events have wrapped up. I'm going to go so... think of a clickbait title for this one, guys. Oh, you will. <laughs> Wish it's me some not luck. hard. You will not um, believe what won the ODS championship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unbelievable uh, Ten teny sorts of destroyed by Undefeated by magicy, I don't know. Trap I, tricks are so back. Yeah, trap
1: oh, tricks
0: yeah. are That's back. That's a good one. Question marks no. sell. They they get clicks.
1: Mech Knight? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> DPE this trash, is-
1: new card emerged. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're just, we're just brainstorming here. Um, But so thank you very much for everyone for listening. Um, Again, uh, please uh, check us out on YouTube. Uh, please give us a like and subscribe. Leave subscribe. a comment down below. Subscribe um, to the channel. Follow us and listen to us on all your favorite podcast apps. Uh, and I'd like to finally thank up for all the resources that we were able to use today. Those were provided by Your Move TCG. Um, So you can check them out on Facebook as well as the yeah. YouTube channel, which is Your Move TCG. Progenitors
0: of the penguins beating Eldritch meme. Uh, yep. Shout outs to Connor. Uh, i don't know what else have they done just a lot bit of a troll that and kid. um obviously lists
1: we'd like to thank uh greg from uh dice jar games that was able to allow us to commentate so if you would like to check out the stream please head to yeah. uh at youtube at team dice jar for that yeah. or dice jar games for the live stream replay
0: and and thanks joe for hosting an event in palmy i mean on yeah. behalf of the players i imagine they were stoked yeah and giving no us worries. the scoop
1: <laughs> thank yeah, that no, was, was a good time Yeah, and as always, thank you very much for listening to The Face Down. Uh, I'm Ruben.
0: I'm Lucas. And I'm Joe.
1: And you've been listening to The Face Downs.